0: I'm Maddie.
1: I am Ryan, and we're not here to talk about WandaVision yet, but we promise you we will when the season wraps up. Until then, I just won't sleep any single week until WandaVision is over because I'll be too busy obsessing about what's going to happen in WandaVision.
0: I know. It's keeping us up all night. You know, it's funny you said that because I actually did watch WandaVision last night instead of going to sleep. That was wild. Did you, you like it, but did it, it
1: actually keep you up afterwards? Were no. you like. Okay. I mean,
0: I slept badly, but I don't think it was because of WandaVision. I think it's just because I have not saw yet. but um, I it just enjoyed the show, and I was already awake anyway, so I was like, I'm going to watch WandaVision. It was a good show. It is a good show. Anyway, this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, of which Wanda is a member sometimes, but it's fine. We don't <laughs> it need depends to talk on about which that.
1: comic book we're um, doing this week. We
0: are watching X-Men Evolution. Back when we were young.
1: i'm concerned wanda is a mutant even if they have retconned it in the fucking comic books at least 35 times she's
0: also on x-men evolution she's not in this right. episode but she is on this show so we're gonna go she's to gonna her.
1: be in this season it's gonna be so weird to be watching x-men evolution season two where they bring in wanda and right?
0: watching WandaVision every week at, at the, the same, same time, time. Where, they're,
1: where they're also like she may or may not be a mutant it's like okay but like this she's is why okay.
0: I'm, okay. She's going to be a mutant though. Like the MCU owns the rights now. Like we all know it's happening. Like, I know. It's like, it's, it's just, okay.
1: It's not a coincidence that they were like, now that we own the rights to the mutants, we suddenly are going to have a show devoted to Scarlet Witch. You <laughs> I know? actually
0: think, you know, we'd have to go back and listen to our own show to find that out, but I'm pretty sure they were planning the WandaVision show. Before they got the rights. It was just like when they were still in the stage of trying to. And if you go way back, I remember Elizabeth Olsen doing interviews where she talked about reading a bunch of comics and being like really into House of M and being like, I really want to adapt these things and pushing for it a lot. um, That's right. I forgot about all that. So she's really wanted to make this happen. And so... I don't know. I actually think they would have made it happen even if they didn't have the rights to the X-Men. I feel like they would have tried to give her something, or at least I would hope so, but I don't know. Let's just
1: hope that it doesn't fall ways of Runaways where Molly's just like, oh, I'm not a mutant. I'm like Meteor Girl. I don't think that's going to
0: happen. I mostly think it doesn't go the Runaways route in that I don't want it to have a first season that I really loved and then a second season where I got kind of bored. That was what happened to me with Runaways. I mean... Problem, I thought the second season was fine, but I remember thinking the first season was so good. And then I, I was remember, like, well, they oh. did a really
1: good job at adapting it to a modern audience in yeah. the first season. And then it was sort of like they went off the rails immediately and they're like, well, we can't do anything from the comic books now. So I, know, and I was like, it got wait, really what? Weird. <laughs> does Runaways count as a show we're going to do on this show?
0: It's a good question, actually. We were talking about this anyway. And now this is what the show is, is us talking about which Marvel adaptations count as X-Men adaptations? Which is a seriously right. complex question in 2021. Like, okay,
1: for example, I mean, I know that it's really complex because of the MCU currently. Yep. However, I still argue that we should watch all of Super Super Squad because Wolverine's the main character on that for the whole whatever amount of seasons that is. And also it would be fun. But mm-hmm. that's way later down the line, you know? <laughs> and like also there's been arguments that have been made towards us from our listeners saying they want to listen to or they want to listen to us talk about spider-man and friends when yeah, it's like they hear all the Ice crossover
0: Man. episodes which, yeah, like, which that's good that okay. will happen but
1: it's a matter of like will we do beyond just the x-men episodes or will we do all the episodes that have Ice like Man and Starfire in them? them
0: yeah or whatever so, whoever else we'll figure shows it up. out
1: but today we're gonna talk about x-men evolution because i feel like <laughs> we're going seven minutes in hard about our thoughts on what we're going to review on the show what we're not as we people want to know,
0: though. To be fair, people do have these questions, and I'm sure all of our listeners watch WandaVision this week. There's no way they didn't. I know
1: there was a question asked recently about if we were to watch Legion. I'm like, yeah, that's all on. Of course, like, yeah. That's going to happen. So
0: Don't ask me why that's an obvious answer, but WandaVision isn't. Don't ask me to justify this. You see, that's
1: actually, you know what? There you go, Maddie. That's actually a good point that you just <laughs> called yourself out on, so whatever. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about X-Men Evolution.
0: Yeah, or we're going to try to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, previously on the X-Men. It's the X-Men. It also it's X-Men Evolution.
0: Uh-huh. Good story, huh everyone's Ryan. a teenager everybody's in high school mystique is disguised as a high school student now
1: because <laughs> she was previously disguised as as the principal of... she
0: was she was previously disguised as the principal in season one and then at the end yeah. of season one she disappeared and now she's come back again
1: now she's no longer the principal
0: she isn't as far as everybody else is concerned the principal mystique disappeared and um i like how nobody
1: questions that but now she's like rogue's lesbian best friend Risty, and that's <laughs> yeah. her new thing well,
0: like rogue doesn't Know that Mystique has disguised herself as Risty Wild. How fucking
1: crazy is it? This show, like Mystique spends this entire show changing her identity repeatedly to just get close to Rogue and Nightcrawler, and it's like,
0: but also to fuck with people. Like that is what she is doing. And this is a right. very Mystique-centric episode. It's part of why I said this first. It's because that is the most important previously on piece of information that you need to know. I don't think there's
1: anything else that's relevant other than the episode that the juggernaut broke out that episode where juggernaut broke out and it revealed that Xavier locked him up there for no real (laughs) reason other than he like didn't want him there. And then juggernaut came to so
0: funny, like darkly funny in this episode as well. Because once again, I was like, why the fuck is this happening? I was like, like,
1: I still don't understand what juggernaut did wrong. The only thing we've seen him do is trying to kill Xavier for trying to brainwash him. Yeah. Which mystiques kind of like, I don't know, maybe you should kill him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, pretty much. I mean, like Mystique just being an agent of chaos, by the way, is like pretty funny in this episode. Like, I don't know. This is a really fun Mystique episode. It's just that you don't know it's a Mystique episode until the very end. And then you're like, oh, cool.
1: OK, well, this is this is the episode that reveals to the viewer that Risty Wilde is Mystique, which the That's first right. time I saw this, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was going to reveal to be Psylocke or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. she was like this punk, purple haired, British girl you know yeah
0: but instead she's mystique so yeah. but anyway that we don't find that out until the climax of the episode but we've known no. it all along and so do you and spoilers don't matter on this show because we do what yeah, we want
1: I, I would assume that somebody listening to the show is not gonna be worried about spoilers if they are <laughs> then i'd be like really apologetic about it but i also feel like this is not the first time we have spilled anything on here like we're not <laughs> jumping on right now being like this is what happened on this week of wandavision which is weird re- coming out now this show came out like 20 years ago so
0: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's also like it'd be pretty hard to spoil wandavision because what did happen on wandavision you know what i mean I mean but anyway. there were
1: sitcoms anyway so we're gonna open up right now at x-men evolution not wandavision and we're gonna go right back to the juggernaut theme, but we don't know that right now it's like a maximum securities facility we don't know what's happening as usual, there's some guard who isn't doing his job because he's busy reading, like, a gay porn magazine. Yep, and like, then the
0: mutant alarm goes off, and, like, then we remember Juggernaut exists, and we go upstairs to his little tube that's, like, coming out of the floor, and the other security guards are like, why the fuck is this happening? What's this? There's a security malfunction. We can't turn it off. Everybody's freaking the fuck out. Um, shit's crazy. That's it. That's yeah, the end. That's, that's Cut that's to that the scene. opening
1: credits. And so now xavier wakes everybody up from his sleep from their the sleep it's like the of middle of the night. night which is so annoying because he does not need to do this
0: he could have left them like a note or just woken up scott and gene and also he didn't even wake up
1: all the x-men he just woke up like half of
0: them i don't know i don't even know he wakes up half the x-men and he's like everyone go downstairs it's the middle of the night but i have to tell you something it's like,
1: they don't even go downstairs they like go into the hallway they all like wander out of their bedrooms and xavier's just like Okay, now that I woke you all up, I just have to announce that Juggernaut's facility has been breached. And Spike's like, shit, we have to fight him again? And Xavier's like, no. Well, yeah. here's the thing. He didn't actually escape. In fact, nothing actually really happened, but supposedly his containment unit has been breached. And yeah. Cyclops is like, okay, we're all gonna suit up and we're gonna go. Xavier's all like, nah, I actually don't need any of you to go, so like, I just woke you up for no real reason, and you're a charge, Scott. <laughs>
0: Okay, but he also is like by the way storm's been in africa for like the past six weeks and we didn't mention it
1: (laughs) i know like why
0: i don't know and he's like oh and also logan's out in the woods fucking saber tooth and like i don't really know where he is either and everyone's like yeah okay but like like,
1: my main question when i heard him say that i was like i know that storm's from africa but it seemed like such a cop-out to be like we have like one black character on the show and the only place she could possibly be if she's not here is Africa. And the I'm like, continent.
0: Okay. The continent of yeah. Africa. TBD, where First of really? all,
1: black people exist all over the fucking world. So yes. that's not like... I don't know. But she I mean, could be literally she's anywhere.
0: Cairo, but it's like, what the... F- where is she exactly? What I is know. she doing? I mean, yeah,
1: I don't mind her going back to our African heritage either. I think that makes sense. But like, I just feel it was like a cop-out for the show that has not used any of their black characters, which there are two out of like 35 white characters. So that's where I'm always know, like, I what know. is happening? We
0: have talked about it a lot. Like, Evan and Aurora are both getting short trips on the this show. the only
1: short end of this show, because like, really, we came off of X-Men, the animated series, and we had so much great storylines with Aurora and now she's just but like
0: you had reminded me even then you were like this is going <laughs> to be like, the best that Storm is ever going to be on the show so we like, really or like tried any to enjoy cartoon
1: it. or movie like this is it right here and it's I know. really unfortunate and it's unfortunate because the show is actually very good otherwise it just does not do well in that Anyway, I know.
0: anyway so scott and gene are the babysitters now according right. to also, Xavier. Rogue
1: and kitty like come out of the room like they had just been fucking and i noticed they that are
0: fucking they're yeah. just edging because yeah, you know kitty can't fully touch rogue so they're just like experimenting anyway together.
1: it's one of these episodes guys <laughs> Anyway, so she, then anyways anyways david's just like okay bye <laughs> and scott's like okay since we're up let's go train in the danger room and everyone's just like leaves no. and she just she just turns to scott <laughs> and she's like Shut the fuck up, Scott. Like, yeah, what it's are you really doing? really funny,
0: actually. She calls him Professor S, like, as an insult. I found that very funny. I was like, I'm glad that Gene at least is making fun of Xavier. Like, <laughs> it was just funny. I like how
1: Scott immediately went on a power trip, like, in zero seconds. Like, Xavier, like, left the room, and, and, and Scott's like, okay, now I'm in charge. Oh, we're going to go in the danger room. And Gene's just like, I'm also in charge. And I say we're going to go back to bed for a while. <laughs> like, what? Yeah.
0: And everybody else just ignores Scott, which is great. That is so then great. there's a quick scene at the prison where Xavier convinces all the security guards to shut down the power grid and reboot it.
1: Right. This this scene is also literally like 20 seconds period, 26 seconds long. It's really short.
0: Yeah. And the security guards are like, that sounds like something we don't want to do. And Xavier's like, we're going to do it anyway. And yeah. I don't know
1: why he's doing any of this. Okay. So I then we go either. to and Then after that, like that quick blip, we yep. fly on over to the Bayville High School where Taryn from the previous episode who is one of Jean's friend was mm-hmm. like on the ferris wheel with Scott because Jean was too busy like blowing Duncan at behind the fair mm-hmm. and so now Taryn is being like crushing oh, I wanna, on Scott yeah, she, okay this is more than just crushing I know she's being like oh I want to see she's like guessing what color her eyes are are they blue yes. are they brown are they green I just want to peek on the shades And which she like full-on drams for vagina into his penis. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what she's is like she? She's like
0: getting up in his grill and like Scott is like very uncomfortable by this, but like in a cute high school boy way. So meanwhile, Jean is overhearing this entire conversation, but they can't see her. She's like on the other side of this pillar basically. She's like
1: peeking around his side. She's getting so angry.
0: I know, which is fun. I mean, it's fun high school drama bullshit. And so then yeah. Taryn like realizes she's not going to get anything out of Scott and she's like, alright, Right, I'm gonna go, but one of these days, I want to know all your little secrets. And Scott's like, that'll be a day to remember, which is like him kind of flirting back a little bit. And then he right. walks away, and he sees Jane, and he's like, "Oh, did you hear that?" you and- know. Jane's like, "Uh, wh- hear what? I wasn't spying on you, Scott." Because like, oh,
1: okay. And I was like, "Wow, this is." Really awkward. And they just kinda like leave. And then exactly wait, no, Scott eventually figures out that Gene was spying on him.
0: Yeah, he accuses her of being jealous. Yeah. And then and Gene yeah. is like, No, you're an egomaniac and like stomps off and like. I mean, which is true. Funny.
1: She's not wrong that he's an egomaniac. But also, I mean, he she does take jealous. after Professor Xavier. I mean, yeah, they're both being ridiculous all of here. these things
0: can be true scott can be an egomaniac and gene can weirdly want to fuck him i don't really know I, why yeah
1: i don't really know why anyway so they're never going to go to computer class now in which they <laughs> show everybody on a computer and then kitty's on three computers and she's managed to crash all of them
0: all of them this is a very jubilee by the way
1: it was and i was like originally i was thinking i'm like okay so did she just use because you know she's a computer whiz did she just like over drive them or whatever like put them in overdrive and then they just burned out and i'm like no what probably happened is that when nobody was looking she probably stuck her arm into all of them by accident and just like burned them all out
0: <laughs> i mean that but why though i don't know who who can say but kitty destroyed three computers somehow with her powers or Organically, or just like, we may I don't never know. know. And
1: so, like, the teacher's pissed off. Meanwhile, Risty's in the background watching this other kid who we discover is arcade. We've seen him walking around, but now we have a name to him. He
0: also calls himself arcade in this conversation. He's playing a video game. I know. He's
1: playing a video game. He's like, Yeah, arcade's gonna win. I was yeah. like, Okay, this is really funny that you call yourself arcade, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then the teacher just turns off the computer and she's like, okay, everyone leave. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of my class.
0: Like, Yeah, I don't really know why the teacher did that to him, but it doesn't really matter. It's also
1: proof that there's a- other teachers in this school. This is the first time we've seen a female teacher that's Mystique, but I guess you could argue that a male teacher could also be Mystique, so who even knows?
0: Yeah, this could be Mystique, except it's not because Risty Wilde is there, so it's not Mystique.
1: Right, that's the only confirmation, as we know, that it's not Mystique for the first time ever. The
0: only way to know that any character isn't Mystique is if Mystique is, is, mystique physically is also there in the room? Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. So then Risty runs up to Kitty outside of class. And she's like,
0: Oh okay, did I anything
1: going on this weekend? And we're like, whoa. Well, she basically wants to know where the party's at. She's like, where's the party at? And
0: Kitty's like, oh, there's nothing going on this weekend. And Risty's like, Well, what if somebody's parents were out of town? That would be really <laughs> great. And then somebody could have a party if they were but i guess no one's are and it like is really obvious
1: and okay this whole thing reminded me so much of like never been kissed where it's like this person who's clearly not a student posing as (laughs) a student is running to be like what if we do this totally
0: crazy thing it's
1: like you know trying to instigate the drama
0: but somehow Kitty doesn't pick up on it and kitty's like oh yeah that is a good idea
1: i know kitty's saying i'd be like is she flirting with me what's happening
0: (laughs) she's just excited and then the next scene is kitty and kurt and evan like all celebrating together because they've decided to have a party obviously and they're like dancing in the hallway and rogue is like reality check people scott and gene fucking exist and they're not gonna (laughs) let us do this shit and Kurt is like, yes, my boyfriend does have a stick up his butt, and I'm not talking about mine. <laughs> but what if we are problem solvers and they like try to brainstorm some way to solve this situation? Yeah, like,
1: by the way, this is an episode in which even though Gene and Scott are in charge, they do such a bad job at it that rogue's just in charge. And she gets zero credit for it, by the way.
0: I know. I bet she still gets in trouble at the end of the day. But we you know never what? See that, that is part. such
1: a sad rogue story, though, in which which happens in the comics all the time where she just defaultly becomes. The leader, the leader, and then at the end, Scott will be like, "Well, I didn't like that we leaded it, so you're off the X Men for now." She, he fucking did that at the end of the whole like Hope thing. Do you remember that? Like yeah. when they had they found Hope and they got her safely there, and Cable dies, and Cyclops is like, "Well, you did do exactly what I said, so <laughs> you're not cut out to be an X Man."
0: Cyclops is such a dick in that entire storyline. Yeah,
1: but then after that, she like got in an, an Avengers team, so she like got leveled up, and Scott just kind of sat there and cried anyway. So. <laughs> Now we're back at Juggernaut's cell. There's a lot of scenes here where... Now we're doing the whole thing where there's okay. like Xavier's gonna reset the system. Xavier and like,
0: is the one doing like the soldering iron shit, like in the inner workings of the computer. Yeah,
1: apparently he's like a master hacker. I don't even know what he's doing to this fucking computer. There's also like 50 guards here with like bazookas.
0: I interpreted this as like Xavier was the person who apparently designed this entire prison cell himself so he knows how to reboot it, which is actually really fucked up when you think about it, and like totally something Xavier would do. Like
1: also something that Arcade would do. Like, yeah, the real it arcade. is.
0: It is. I don't know why Xavier knows how to, like, make this stuff and this version of him, but he does for some reason. He's just an
1: asshole. And then so during this, they, they do their whole, like, 26 second, I don't know, fucking, like, shut it down. It's like, did you unplug the computer and plug it back in again? Whatever. It's
0: basically that. And, like, Juggernaut almost wakes up for a second, but then Xavier manages to, like, sh- to turn everything back on again. And it's all fine. And then all the uh, security guards are like relieved. And Xavier's like, there's just one other problem. The security malfunction, it wasn't accidental. And then it's like, dun, dun, dun. I don't know
1: how he comes to that conclusion. We're just going to have to go with it. So now we're back on makeout point of Bayville. And Duncan drives up to Scott with gene in his car like yeah. I, don't, I don't know this whole like premise it's like well
0: it's because kurt and kitty set them up there to fuck with them
1: yeah exactly and so scott's sitting up there waiting for gene and then gene shows up with duncan scott's immediately so mad about it
0: because he thinks that gene wanted to meet him there at makeout point and gene thinks scott wanted to meet her there it's a classic like bit yeah that, i know and it's, they,
1: they kind of are just arguing which we can go over their dialogue in a second but what's important about it they're mention is that in this argument they're having we see kitty and Kirk kind of pop in and like fuck over the car and then leave
0: yeah like they both use their powers to like remove key pieces from the car and then like disappear again and so that way when gene angrily gets back in the car after realizing that like she's been tricked and both scott and gene think the other one is fucking with them because they're idiots yeah
1: okay so basically the dialogue here is scott being like kurt said you wanted to meet me here and gene's like that's funny kitty said the same thing to me and scott's like oh i see you're being sneaky again and gene's like wait what the fuck are you even saying and scott's like (laughs) you tricked me up here and blame it on someone else you're just jealous and you want to fuck me admit it and gene's like that is so not true i would never suck your dick never Uh, take me home egomaniac and scott's like okay but now the car isn't starting and gene's like Oh, so now who's playing games, lure me out here and conveniently have car trouble. And it's like so bad and so ridiculous. I love it, though. It is. I feel like this is like what their whole relationship is going to be, like even in the comic books, where they're just constantly calling each other's shit out. Yeah,
0: and they're also like constantly mad at each other, but they also kind of want to fuck. If anything, that's more of a romantic relationship than they had on X-Men the Animated Series, where like they didn't even do stuff like this. (laughs) Jean just like...
1: Well, except for that one time they fucked in the barn that, remember, That's there's, true. like, just a random barn they had in Xavier's yeah, mansion. Yeah, I mean,
0: I guess, like, during the Phoenix Saga, they had some weird moments that were, like, kind of sexually charged, but, like, and they were not like Scott, Gene Scott! Anyway,
1: so, now, <laughs> this is so funny, because now we're already full-blown into the party. This episode goes really fast, by the way. It
0: does. It does. Because,
1: like, the ending of the episode is, like, a 20-minute fight scene. So, basically, now their kids have invited, like, literally the entire school over to Xavier's mansion,
0: Although, a lot of the people who are dancing are all the new mutants, and so while they were showing all the new mutants dancing, I was like, couldn't they have just had a party with literally every teenager who already lives at the mansion? And that would be a huge party! It's like 20 people already! This is like, Like
1: okay... This is the way, all right. This logic is Ryan and Maddie logic. Where we're like, okay, we're just going to invite our friends because that's already like 20 people. However, if this was my sister's logic in high school, she <laughs> would have invited like the entire class there. So,
0: yeah, yeah, you're right. So, anyway, it is the entire class, but also the new mutants are already there and they're dancing. And there's some
1: good music playing. This music has, I mean, this episode has so much great music in it.
0: Mm-hmm, so, it's fun. So, Arcade and Risty arrive at the front door, and Arcade is super impressed by the mansion. And Risty is like, I've been here before, I'll show you around. And then we get to see all the new mutants dancing around and Evan is directing people to the food is eating a giant sandwich. Katie's running up to the stereo to turn up the music and then Arcade um, and Risty go upstairs and Arcade sees a weird elevator and is like, oh, let's get in there. And so they get in there. And I think Risty says something about a big computer because she's like trying to convince Arcade to keep exploring with her and she knows that'll work. Right. And then they take the elevator down to a room, which I didn't know what it was going to turn out to be. But I predicted Cerebro, and that is what it turns out to be. But we're not in there yet. Well,
1: he hacks his way into Cerebro because he's got, like, a cell phone. Yeah, he has,
0: like, a spoofing device, basically, that he can use to hack his way into Cerebro. Which, like, come on, Xavier. Really? Like, this is how bad this is? Also, the
1: technology he pulls out here is so 2000, it made me laugh really hard.
0: So then they finally get into Cerebro and um right arcade before jerks they get off in right yeah, on the ar- helmet <laughs> yeah arcade jerks off as soon as he gets in the street bro he has a full-on orgasm and Risty's like okay that's kind of weird but <laughs> yeah. i don't know what i Well, it's like
1: well we've all got our thing so
0: <laughs> yeah so then we go back to gene and scott and gene lost her phone somehow presumably like kurt took it
1: i think that was kitty grabbing it from the bag earlier
0: Mm-hmm. either way they were sabotaged and then scott is like come on i said there's one down the hill and i was like oh right payphones exist and i was thinking right. about how long ago this was made and so jean grabs her backpack and scott is way ahead of her so she like grabs him telekinetically and pulls him all the way back so she can be ahead of him which is like very petty and funny I so that's it. the kind of shit they're doing together in the woods Then turns
1: around, she's like are you even gonna walk with me or what it's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i
0: don't know it's really fun um so then arcade is inside cerebro somehow he manages to hack into cerebro i don't know but he does he gets the helmet to work
1: i don't, I mean i think it's just that xavier has terrible security it's like from what i understand xavier doesn't have security he just has like guns in the lawn yeah
0: okay he has a lot of weapons as we are about to find out he does not have a lot of security on using them like,
1: right because there's think about all the episodes in the past where you know mystique or one of the brotherhood members were able to just like walk through the doors. Because there's no security system.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is why Mystique knew this was gonna work was because she's been here before.
1: Because the last time she came in here, she was like, "I'm unimpressed with how there's absolutely nothing here to stop me." Yeah,
0: and like nothing has changed since the last time Mystique came to the mansion. Oh, this is like uh, the last time she
1: tried doing this. She was trying to get into Cerebro, so this is still her end goal right now. So
0: then, Risty is like, "Do you suppose they have any games on here?" And Arcade's like, "I hope so," which was really funny to me. Like (laughs) the idea (laughs) that you would see. this huge round room and like massive supercomputer and you're like I hope there's games on there that's like, so t- okay
1: but that's like back when we got calculators in high school and the first thing we asked was if there were video games on the calculator and there I were know. we we put like the fake it's Zelda so on there
0: funny though like that that was his thought but I mean it's also like mystique knowing what arcade will be interested in right so they're going through all these profile pictures of like the new mutants and just like Mutants everywhere. And Risty is like, Who are those people? And Arcade's like, I don't know, maybe they're video game characters. And Risty's like, Oh, cool. I could use those in my computer class. Could you download the files for me? And Arcade's like, sure, I'll burn you a DVD because Cerebro has a fucking DVD burner on it. OK,
1: that was my reaction, to. And also the DVD burner is like already Instant. has a CD in there. It's like, Xavier, why would you put a DVD burner there? I mean, maybe he puts them in there so he can like transfer the files onto another like getting onto the Blackboard because flash drives didn't exist yet
0: yeah that's true but also like it's a really fast dvd burner anyway whatever arcade burns a dvd of everything and he's like here you go leave me the fuck alone i just want to like play with this computer now bye and Rusty's like okay fine i'm leaving i don't give a shit so she leaves and then arcade is looking through all the maps on cerebro and he's like this looks promising danger room and then he boots it up
1: and then he jerks off on the hologram and that's how that scene ends yep uh, now we go back to Scott and Jean who are in some dude's pickup truck and there's yep. like not even the dialogue here. It's just like them being annoyed in a pickup truck. That's the whole scene.
0: Yeah. And like getting jerked around while the pickup truck swerves around and like kind of flirting with each other and like looking at each other like, Oh, we have to sit next to each other in this truck. Oh, oh Like
1: it's like very high school where it's like, Oh, I, I like our legs just bumped against each other. Yeah. Oh, well maybe I have I, that cut. That, that really turned me on. In fact, like I'm already wet. Like that's yeah. how fast. Gene
0: is soaking wet. Scott is rock hard. They're in a pickup truck. It's great. Yeah. Back to the ex mansion. The kids are dancing and they start breaking shit. Everything is getting trashed. It's a huge party with a hundred thousand kids. It's like
1: literally everything in the mansion is now broken and like yeah. the, the clocks down. It's like on exactly inside. what
0: you would think would happen. Like the party right. is going exactly how you would have expected it and to go. It's so go. funny because
1: then Rogue walks in. She looks it around. She's just like, "Oh hell no!" Like that's like her whole reaction. But before she can even deal with that we see that her wristwatch goes off and she's like, "Uh Oh, and she yeah. runs away. So,
0: yeah. And then the next scene is all the X-Men with rogue, or at least the X-Men who are present in their outfits. And they're in front of the danger room doors. And rogue is like, see, somebody started up the danger room. I can't even get the door open. And Kurt's like, I'll just bamf on in there. And he goes in and, um, he gets knocked out almost immediately. Right. And they're all standing there.
1: outside being like, uh, why didn't you come back out? And Kitty pokes her head in. she's like, Kurt's like dead on the floor.
0: Yeah. It's scary. And then she has to, like, use her powers to take everybody in there with her. And then Arcade is on Cerebro elsewhere, like, seeing them in the danger room. And he's like, sweet, more characters. This game was really lame before because, like, he thinks he's playing a video game in the yeah. danger room with these real people that he doesn't know are real people.
1: Which is really funny. But then this scene goes on for, like, a really long time. And I'm not I even, like... And the only person who's doing anything effective at all is Rogue, who has absolutely nothing to bring to the table yeah, in terms of like powers. Yeah, she doesn't have powers
0: that she can use here. She's just flipping around the room using like her martial arts training. And it is, well, yeah, because it,
1: it's clear that like Mystique had trained her better over the years, or yeah, maybe Destiny. Yeah, or Destiny
0: and Mystique paid for ninja training for which Rogue. Which I which I appreciated
1: because we even Kitty's like running through a bunch of walls that pop up, but then she just slams. And then she
0: just like gets tired and slams into the wall because she like can't keep using her powers.
1: And like gets knocked unconscious and Kurt's unconscious and Evan's like trying to shoot the guns but also trying to hold everyone who's now passed out and Rose yep. is like jumping around being like we need to get the fuck out of this room yeah. but the two people that can get us out of the room just like decided to like immediately run into walls <laughs> so yeah.
0: and so after Kitty gets knocked out um Arcade is like two down because obviously Kurt was passed out first and then arcade presses this button and suddenly the whole room becomes like a marble statue tower where like huge marbles are rolling oh, yeah, I
1: forgot about this I was like what the fuck is happening
0: I don't even know the danger room is crazy I can't believe children are allowed inside of it and so then, <laughs> and like,
1: also like why would Xavier be like let's have an Indiana Jones simulator where they get chased by two rolling balls that come from each direction
0: at the same time that are going to smash them like a pancake <laughs> yeah,
1: like what who's going to which X-Men on their team currently can do anything about that except well, well, who could teleport kurt can. Them away. and
0: luckily kurt wakes up just in time to bamf them out of yeah they there. almost
1: just died here
0: yeah and so arcade is like bummer i let him get away where are you on the next level and then Cerebro's like system has been compromised initiating defcon 4 and arcade's like yeah because he still <laughs> thinks it's a video well,
1: i thought that was really funny because defcon 4 in a later episode at the end of the season means the xavier mansion is about to blow up wow. so wow
0: I mean, it's not good what happens next. I mean, I a know. bunch of, uh, like, okay. basically every weapon in the mansion starts going off.
1: I actually really enjoy this scene so much. Because, first I of all, too. Scott and Gene walk up and they look at each other, like, okay, so it turns out that we both got duped by everybody. So they kind of, yeah, because like, they see the party. Ha- party happening. apologize to each other, but not very well. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, all right, let's go yell at them. But then they notice that, like, metal shutters are coming over like the doorways and the windows and like oh my god and
0: then the angel statue and the fountain starts glowing red eyes and like rising up out of the fountain it's like
1: actually really funny because it's playing this like fun like metal music that's totally part of music and then Like you see the angel coming up and like people are inside partying and dancing, but they don't seem to notice that they're getting locked in and people are like eating food and shit. I love it. I thought it was a really good scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like funny and scary at the same time.
1: And it's got just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we going to do?
0: And so then we see Risty walking around upstairs in the mansion. She's lost or she's mystique and she's just looking around. Who can say?
1: I I don't know what she's doing here because she's as Risty walks into this room. She's like hello
0: does anybody know where I am and
1: I was like Mystique you're like you don't even need to be in disguise right now so
0: she walks into this room and it's a weird control room somewhere and like as soon as she walks in the doors locked because the mansion is going into lockdown mode anyway and she starts beating on the door and she's like let me out obviously this wasn't her part of her plan
1: yeah but then we hear this stomping and like Ed 209 from Robocop just like walks on out and is like gonna destroy you and she yeah. immediately passes out so
0: yeah she dodges the blast and then knocks herself out by like hitting something and then she turns into mystique because as soon as she passes out wait
1: it was mystique all along listeners do 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 didn't do do know we just spoiled yeah. it for them anyway so now yep. they're upstairs the cardi is just going absolutely crazy and the music is still great but this is also oh this is the scene where it was like bobby is clearly hitting on cannonball like yep. that was how i took that and then they get intercepted by amara jubilee who pulls them out to dance but it's like the two of them are like sitting very closely together on like this huge couch. And I don't know, mm-hmm. they're like drinking, they're looking into each other's eyes. And then is like, come dance. And she grabs Cannonball when Bobby laughs at them. And then Jubilee's like, you too. And I was yeah. like, what is happening? Like, this is like, first of all, Amara on this show is gay. Jubilee in the comics probably is gay. Bobby Bobby's is actually gay. gay. <laughs> so like Cannibal's the only questionable one here. But in this, he just kind of seems also gay. So
0: yeah it's four gay people being awkward at a party you know what who hasn't been there no meanwhile gene and scott are outside dodging like six thousand laser beams that are popping out of the ground and like machine guns and like buzz saws and all this shit and scott is like we have to try to get in through the launch bay and like a bunch of guided missiles shoot at them (laughs) and gene like holds his hand and she's like jump and they're like jumping together they're just guns
1: shooting at them in all directions from the mansion and it's like Xavier what are you even <laughs> planning here like
0: no, like mass murder like who is who are you expecting is like trying to break into the mansion and also did
1: you think that the these teenagers would never invite anybody over because that seems to be a reoccurring theme of the season where he's like I don't understand why the teenagers keep on bringing their friends over it because my house is covered in guns
0: yeah I don't know also like did it not occur to him that somebody else could break into the mansion and use all of these weapons against the X-Men like immediately I don't, like, like that's I don't what know. just Xavier happened Xavier
1: is like I don't and i it's funny because we thought Xavier was going to be better on this show, but I feel like he's far more evil than yeah. he was in X-Men the Animated Series. I mean, series. it's like,
0: sometimes he's evil, sometimes he's just incompetent. It's like really 601, honestly. In this case, I, it seems more like incompetence. I
1: don't know. He's just like another rich person that just doesn't know what to do with money except like murder people. Anyway... <laughs> Uh,
0: so anyway Gene and Scott manage to break into the hangar Scott uses his eye beams to like open the door and then there's like basically an AT-AT in there that like immediately starts shooting at them and like I don't know it's really funny (laughs) yeah
1: I don't know and like meanwhile Mystique sees them and she hides with the disc in hand that's it now arcades back in its three row and he sees the x-men in the sub basement because he's just changed the cameras around and mm-hmm. he's like oh cool which is review it is revealed that the danger room is not the only place that has guns in it it turns out the entire sub basement is just the fucking danger room in which all the walls start turning into fucking like guns and weapons and,
0: and like fireballs and like balls falling everywhere and like smashing into people i know
1: i was like i was like wait a second i was like are you telling me that all on the whole sub basement is just the danger room because that's crazy Crazy. and then arcade screams let's see if you can get up uh get out of arcade's corridor
0: yeah because he's that's what he's named this corridor that he's filling up with guns like using the programming for the danger room or whatever the entire mansion so then I all the know, x-men know. are running down the hallway um gene and scott are trying to find the rest of the x-men and gene is like who's doing this and scott is like it's like the whole place is locked down for some type of invasion and then gene manages to find a control panel but it doesn't let her log in and scott manages to like uh turn on a security camera viewer and like sees inside Cerebro and sees um arcade sitting there.
1: Yeah and Gene's like, wait, who the fuck is that? And Scott's like, I literally have no idea. I think he's one of Kitty's friends. And then Kitty and everybody just like kind of phase and they're like, Yeah, that's Arcade. He's a gaming nut. And gene's I like how Gene goes, obviously a party guest. And Kitty doesn't even deny it. She goes, uh yeah, but I didn't know I don't know he got in Cerebro. Like I like Kitty's just like, yeah, I invited him here.
0: Like, yeah, like, get who fucking cares and scott <laughs> is like okay we need to get him out of here you fucking idiots
1: I, okay you know what's really funny is that like this situation is so dangerous and so extreme yes yet boom boom and kurt get have to go on to this like three week like punishment
0: <gasps> oh yeah i was i mean we don't find out what the punishment is after this situation no and this xavier's
1: is like oh he doesn't really know what happened so i think it's all good and we're like But you literally just made Kurt and Boom Boom like... You're like, you can't use your powers. You can't leave the X mansion. You have to clean all of my shit. Also,
0: Boom Boom doesn't even get to live there anymore. Like, Boom Boom was basically like, this is too strict of a place for me. I can't live here anymore. Boom Boom was
1: like, made the right call. Because honestly, now she didn't have to deal with any of this shit that's happening. I
0: know, Boom Boom. (laughs) Yeah, Boom Boom would have had fun at this party, though. It's kind of too bad she wasn't there. I
1: mean, Boom Boom probably would have thrown the party if it wasn't Kitty. Anyway, so Arcade, like turns on a camera and sees himself in the screen so he's like yeah. whoa feedback it's me and then instantly he just electrocutes everybody yeah. i was like what is happening
0: so then scott manages to shoot his eye beams at all the electronics on the way out but that doesn't really help anything at all but meanwhile arcade is like man these players are good and that was when i was like wait does he think this is a multiplayer game or does he think he's killing npcs it's never really I clear
1: i don't know arcade's a character on the show for this one episode and we never see him again Great. Anyway, so then kurt teleports rogue into three row and rogue just like touches him and makes him pass out and i'm like thank you rogue for being the only competent one in this entire episode
0: for real she seriously saves the day yet again like, she saved the day in the previous episode by the way she saved the day in the gene situation where she had to knock gene out like rogue is amazing. the only
1: character who could do anything again on I know, these shows I know. I love it. So now everybody leaves the party and Kurt is.
0: And they're all like, great party. Cause they like have no idea what happened. And
1: Kurt standing there being like, man, they ate all the food while we were <laughs> saving their lives. And they didn't even say thank you, but I'm hungry. And everyone's like, Kurt, are you serious really right funny. now? It was like, it's so funny. He's like, I needed, a, he's like, where's my breakfast burger?
0: <laughs> and everyone's just like looking at Kurt. Like, okay, we also have to clean up the mansion. And Kurt's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> it's like a real lean inverse response to the situation. The mansion is
1: like just. Dist- destroyed by the way like furniture is flipped over the clock is on the side like, yeah, shit's like broken. everything is
0: so broken arcade is still there by the way because they've like held him back and arcade is like don't be mad everybody i'm so sorry and scott's like you want to tell us what you were doing in there and arcade's like i couldn't resist such an awesome mainframe man that game rules and Jean is like, game?
1: And Jean's like, wait, what the fuck? Like-
0: <laughs> and Arcade is like, yeah. And the players rock. They had these really cool powers. And then Rogue is like, hold on a second. Are you saying? And then Xavier rolls in and like quickly sends them all telepathic message where he's like, yeah. he doesn't know anything. He thought it was a computer game. Okay. Don't oh, okay. fucking say uh, anything. Just shut the fuck up.
1: Okay, here's my thing. I think Xavier did do some light brainwashing our arcade there because there's no way that arcade wouldn't be able to figure that out
0: and recognize them all like yeah, as the players know, in the thing. game
1: like yeah. I think Xavier's like don't worry about it I already brainwashed him yeah that's I like okay
0: I think he just did, like, a little bit of a brainwash. Yeah, and so then out loud, he's like, Mr. Tork, your taxi is waiting outside because apparently his name is Weber Tork because, I do sure, not? know, Our kid doesn't
1: have a name in the comic book, so there's Yeah, well, that. in
0: this show, it's Weber Tork, which is Great. not a what normal a good name, name anyone would have. I don't
1: know. What, like, what name is that? Anyway, so outside, Scott turns to the professor and he's like, sorry, professor, that I fucked this up so bad. And it's like, Scott, you didn't do anything. Yeah, like, he
0: actually didn't, but he takes the blame for it, which is very, like do-gooder and, like, sure. Also, okay,
1: I want to point out that it's Scott, Xavier, and Gene, and then Rogue who's standing with them, which is interesting to me because they're setting up scott and Jean to be sort of like the next leaders on the show but then they also have rogues standing there with them which is a fun interesting idea right, because, because she
0: is the person who did everything right but episode. like this happens
1: a lot on the show where there's like oh but also rogues in charge sometimes but just like how it is in the comic books too so
0: mm-hmm. and xavier's like i'd say there's plenty of blame to go around even extending to a mystery guest and Jean is like, "Oh, you mean Arcade?" And Xavier's like, "No, someone else, someone who orchestrated all of this, including my trip away, just to gain access to the mansion." And Scott's like, "But who was it?"
1: I know, and <laughs> Xavier clearly knows who it fucking was. He's like, "I just can't tell you because I want to see how this can plays he out.
0: sense her like in the woods." So like, Risty Wild is running away in the woods. Okay, but what? I
1: think he obviously knows it's Mystique because how else? Like, who else would it be? And then Xavier's like. And what that person was after and we see Mystique do like 14 flips off the fence of Xavier's mansion and she turns into Risty again and then and, she's like, like holds
0: like, up the, the DVD and she's like, like it
1: was me dun. the chip
0: all along and like then it's you know, the end of D-Man. Like, it is
1: like that. And it's also really funny to me that this whole thing's orchestrated by Mystique, which is completely believable, by the way. Like, this it whole is. crazy chaotic it's situation. It's actually,
0: like, a pretty good plan. Like, if you look back on the episode and oh, you're yeah. like, wow, Mystique set all of this up, she did a really good job and it was believable. Like, at the end of the episode, I was like, damn. They do a
1: good job with Mystique on this show. She nailed
0: it, you know? Yeah. Like, she nailed it. Like, she saw the kid in computer class who was really into games and she was like, great, I can use him. I can hack into the x mansion using this fucking kid i'm gonna befriend him like it's all social engineering and she knows that xavier's out of town so she like you know manipulates kitty into having the party because she knows kitty's the weakest link obviously kitty wants to have the party
1: she also orchestrates that xavier's gonna be out of town you know she's she already she already knew arcade in the like this wasn't being this wasn't coming to her Like her plan wasn't formulating here. It was like she had already sent Xavier away with the plan to go. It's like
0: several episodes like ahead of time that she's like setting all of these pins up and like, yeah, she had to like fucking go all the way to Juggernaut's thing. And she's like, I know this is going to work because fucking Xavier is like this. For all we know, she like... Told Logan to go somewhere. I mean, she could have gotten Logan out of there. Like, I don't know. She could have just been like, oh, Sabretooth is uh gonna be at the makeout overlook at this time. No,
1: all she did is like she sent him like a Facebook message as Sabretooth. he's <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna be at this lookout point. Waiting for you with my clothes off. If you really want to show me your true man, we have a destiny to fight over.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's enough to get Logan out of the way. And Storm can't even tolerate any of these people. So like, she's not even. Is Storm around. left
1: at the beginning of the season, apparently, and is just still there. She's still yeah, gone. Storm's
0: already like, I don't even like the X Men anymore. Like in this version, she's just like, yeah, yeah I don't she's give like, a shit.
1: you know, I wish they gave me anything to do, but since they won't, I guess I'll just go on like forever vacation. Yeah,
0: like be a superhero somewhere else. So yeah, Where I would they don't actually
1: know. appreciate me? <laughs>
0: I thought it was pretty badass. And, like, also Mystique wins in the end of this episode. She gets all the information from Cerebro that she had wanted. And, like, I don't know what she's going to use that for. But she gets it. She wins, which is yeah, kind of bad. I liked it.
1: I mean, I, enjoy- I enjoyed her whole setup. I don't know if it's, like, a five out of five, you know? Yeah.
0: I would give it a four. I really enjoyed it. Like, I liked the episode a lot more than yeah. I thought I was going to.
1: I'll land on a four with you as well, like four out of five. It's, like, it's like almost... It's, like, nothing mind-blowing, but it's also really good in terms of what we have been discussing that mystique did this like this is a very elaborate plan
0: yeah it's just badass it's not a political episode really i mean i guess it kind of is if you think about the fact that xavier has all of this access to mutants everywhere in this database and it's like what the fuck is he using it for
1: okay i also think it's political in the sense that xavier is like a rich person who has a lot of money and the only thing he spends money on is guns
0: yeah and like hoarding all of this information and like who knows what he's using it for we just trust him because he's rich and like what the fuck is that like why does he have so much power and like that's really fucked up and like
1: exactly i don't know that's the most politics we're going to get in this because, I mean, the rest of the time, it's like this weird version of Arcade being like, hey, it's me, Arcade. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like he thinks he's playing X Men, the arcade game.
0: Yeah, he does. And he kind of is at the same time. Like, he kind of is playing X Men, the arcade game.
1: It's actually really unfortunate they didn't expand on this at all. I don't know if they were. Going to plan to do this in a later season. Maybe they were. I don't, I really don't know. Because that's, this is, I, that's
0: not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it's too bad they didn't make this into an actual video game where like Arcade is the boss and you have to play as the ex. First of all, we
1: already play this game. It's called Ravages of Apocalypse. That's what this oh, whole thing bully. reminded me of. You yeah, know? Yeah,
0: I guess you're right. But I guess also, you're right.
1: it would have been cool if they did like a later episode where, you know, as they're graduating stuff, Arcade's like building these secret hideouts to like, I don't know, do what Arcade actually does in the comic books in which he kidnaps people and puts them in his like weird amusement Park game machines. I don't know.
0: Well, speaking of that, do you want to do? Who's that X-Men?
1: Yeah, we could do that. Who's
0: Who's that that? X-Men? It'd be cool if you had
1: like an 8-bit X-Men theme or an 8-bit Mutant Ages theme to player that's like.
0: Okay. I would have to like completely re record it to do that. Yeah,
1: I think that's something you should do with your free time.
0: I don't know. It would probably sound really cool. It would actually
1: sound pretty cool. it would be like, give me a chiptune version of our theme song, Maddie.
0: Yeah, I would have to learn how to program that. I don't know. Anyway,
1: so today we're going to talk about Arcade. And it's pretty brief because here's the thing with Arcade. I mean, again, this is one of those characters that's kind of both an X-Men and an Avengers villain. But Mm -hmm. Arcade, he shows all up a lot in the comic books, but... A lot of it's not relevant. You know, a lot of the times he just shows up and he does his thing and then he leaves and so there's not anything worth noting there. Because
0: it's just like a goofy one-off like, oh, it's funny that this character is like manipulating I mean, people, they but... use
1: him a lot because he's, I mean, he, there's going to be a video game we're going to play on the channel that's entirely about Arcade putting the X-Men into a video game. So, mm-hmm.
0: Which is kind of what this episode was about.
1: Right. But that, the video game is far more terrifying because it involves like clowns and shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we know how scary clouds are.
1: So anyway, Arcade doesn't really have a huge backstory except for one that he tells us or mm-hmm. tells the reader. So I'll just quickly explain who Arcade is because I I enjoyed Arcade growing up mostly because I played um, Arcade's Revenge on the Sega Genesis, which was like an X-Men Spider-Man crossover game. And I was like, who is this crazy character? And I had like a trading card that somebody had given me at some point with Arcade on it. And he was just like a really... Interesting character and I like it when he shows up for what he does, just cause he kind of has the same chick. He's kind of like the Riddler a little bit. So yeah. like a Riddler Joker crossover, if I had to translate this into DC terms.
0: He's kind of like um a mojo vision character too. Like I feel yeah. like some of the reasons why we think Mojo's a fun character is like overlaps with the kind of stuff arcade does. I mean, that'd be really
1: fun if there was like an arcade mojo team up. I don't think right. that's happened, but that'd I be don't interesting either. I feel
0: like they're a little bit too similar, but Different because Mojo puts people in TV shows instead of games, but it's a similar right, idea. But it's the
1: same idea. So anyway, we all we know is his name is Arcade. He doesn't have a real name that we know of in the comic books, which was funny that they gave him one in this. And it, mm-hmm. the name he gave him, he was given in this, was stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but he doesn't have any superpowers. So he's just like a genius level, like intelligent person, and he just understands technology in a way that other people don't. Um, he was created by Chris Claremont and Josh byrne He first appeared in a Marvel team up volume volume one number 65 Arcade has been a guest villain in most of the Marvel titles. He made his first encounter with the X-Men in Uncanny X-Men number 122. Arcade is generally a comedic character. He has an underground funhouse full of colorful death traps that look like amusement parks, which he calls the Murder World, which is funny because it's like Mojo World, Murder World, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're on something, Maddie. Uh sometimes it's underground, sometimes it rolls out magically out of the back of his truck. I don't know. It's like just he can transport it around, I guess. He is often assisted by these two characters, Miss Locke and Miss Chambers. Arcade's backstory, including his real name, is pretty much unknown. According to Arcade, he says he was born into a wealthy family in either Texas or sometimes Beverly Hills or both. It depends on who's writing it or what he feels like saying it. At the age of 21, his allowance was cut off by his father, who claims he did not deserve it. I think that probably is true. I think that probably (laughs) is true to his character. And then what Arcade does is he claims that he murdered his father to inherit his estate and money. I think that's the only part of his background that's probably accurate. Yeah. For a while, Arcade became a freelance assassin, kidnapping people and putting them into his games to kill them one of his gimmicks is that he deliberately leaves each target a small chance of survival, which is something that Mojo does not do. Mojo mm-hmm. just cares about reading. So,
0: and like that means killing people in Mojo's right. case. Like that's great, great, great television. Yeah. This is
1: where our kids like the Riddler because the Riddler is like, if you can solve my crazy fucking like death trap riddle, then you mm-hmm. get to live. If you like, you know how like the Riddler is kind of like jigsaw a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of who arcade is. Um, While Arcade has attempted to kill superheroes like Spider Man and Captain Britain, he has been fascinated with trying to kill individual X Men. So he, over time, becomes more of an X Men villain than he is an Avengers villain. But he starts off as a general Marvel villain. Um, For example, he traps Excalibur into like a Looney Tunes parody at some point. He does like again the Mojo Vision stuff, you know. And I thought that when I was reading this, I was like, "That's very Mojo." Yeah. Um, At one point, Arcade entraps Adam X and Shatterstar in one of his games. Somebody who is famously known for being in Mojo World stuff. But they they just kill most of Arcade's employees, and Arcade's like, we're not going to trap him in my games anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair. Um, At one point, Arcade tries to kill Miss Locke, his assistant, and before she dies, uh, she mortally wounds Arcade with a knife in the face. Uh, and since then Arcade keeps on making these like miss lock androids to fill her space, but she's like dead. She's like dead, dead, and now she's there's like a thousand robots of her. Creepy. Um arcade later destroys Mutant Town, which was from the series District X. I wanted to mention that because I think that's one of the few successes that Arcade has actually had. Um, Arcade later then creates the Avengers Arena. I don't know if you read any of those, but those were going on for like years, somewhere in like the 2010s where like all the x not the X-Men, all the Avengers were being thrown into Avenge, like these Avengers arenas where they would all face each other. It
0: sounds familiar. I don't know if I actually read them or if I just remember hearing about them. Yeah, and
1: I think they did one with like the Unavengers too. And then he was working with a new associate named Miss Coriander. Um, after years of the Avengers Arena, Cullen Bloodstone planned to kill Arcade with a team of Arena survivors. And Hazmat finally kills Arcade, but it's later revealed that Arcade never died because Hazmat just killed like a clone or a robot of Arcade. Because nobody actually dies in Marvel; they all do like the Mister <laughs> Sister thing, where they like fall through stuff.
0: It makes sense that Arcade would have robots of himself anyway. Like that's all logical, you know? Like why not?
1: Yeah, and that's really all I wrote for his backstory with the X Men. But I have a couple of fun facts here uh such as one of arcade's old facilities was used as the headquarters for Mm. x-force and another old location of his was also converted into a training room for the new warriors so it's kind of interesting how his stuff does become useful to superheroes later on down the line and uh, and yes we will see arcade in future x-men games um like i said he's obviously the main villain of arcades revenge but Whenever we get around to playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which will come after the X-Men Legends games, one of the levels is completely set in Murder World. So that will be that fun. That makes
0: sense, yeah. I, I mean, I would think he would be in more games, but I guess he's not that exciting of a villain compared to some of the other villains. I, I
1: He's just not a big enough villain. And I think I, think I hit the nail on the head by accident, actually, because I was just trying to describe him to you and the listeners as a Riddler Joker type character. Then that made me realize I'm like that's who he is, and I feel like people are already bored by this because we see this with the brother and the Joker. The only difference is that it's a video game. He's always putting them in a video game, which in theory, if they did it now, could be very fun. Yeah. and I think that would be if they played more into this and explored this idea a little bit more. I think it'd be really cool. And the same way that Mojo Vision is really cool. So like you know, in current X Men comics, I think it's um, fucking which one is it that I'm reading right now that. Is run by North Star, they go to Mojo World. And the new Mojo World isn't there, it's still obsessed with ratings, but it's more obsessed with like keeping like how many views you can get. It's converted into like a YouTube
0: right. metaphor
1: and like yeah, yeah, keeping yeah. the and, chat like,
0: influencers going. And, all that yeah, shit. and the
1: influence, yeah, the influencers. And he's like, the chat says to do this to the character, so we're gonna do that because that's what the audience wants to see. Yeah. And so like I think it would be really cool if they took arcade and kind of evolved him to go with what video games were doing over the years i think that would have become a much more interesting character i think that's why i liked him i felt like he was like a really interesting concept character that they never quite figured out
0: mm-hmm. it feels like there's a lot of room i mean there's still because, time like there aren't that many stories about him so like if somebody yeah. wanted to come in and write in like a weird cool arcade story it's like there's a lot of room there to develop well his you know marvel
1: you know how to reach us on the mutant ages so <laughs>
0: Yeah, we have a lot of ideas. So if you want us to write a story about Arcade, we're on it.
1: If you also want us to write stories about how you want to get Logan out of the closet, we'll do that for you. Also, who's
0: <laughs> gay? The x Um. Hmm. well
1: I don't know this is not a gay episode you know it's really much like
0: yeah it's not I mean the New Mutants are gay we talked about that a little bit they're in the background they're not scarcely on this show I
1: think that's the closest that uh, we get is that like I think Iceman and Cannibal were flirting but I don't even think they're like even fucking or anything I think it might have been more like Bobby hitting on Cannibal, and Cannibal's is a character I don't traditionally see as a gay character but ever since New Mutants the movie now I'm questioning that
0: yeah, I will say also that the moment when Duncan drives away after he drops gene off, he smiles at Scott for like such a long time that it was really strange, and I was just like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah, why. He's like,
1: They're still horny from their little table tennis ordeal. I just don't
0: get why they're doing it, and like I know it's because they're trying to have it be the Logan Scott relationship. Like I get it, they're trying to do that shit again, but I'm just like, what a weird ship. I don't understand it. Also, Kitty and Roger fucking. So there's that. Um, oh yeah,
1: there is that moment where they came out, but I don't feel like there was like any like queer coding in this episode either I think it was just a fun episode you know
0: it is I mean it's mostly about Gene and Scott and them trying to like straighten up this show a little bit by like putting in some straight relationships first
1: straight thing we've seen on the show it took until like season two it's kind of like the reverse situation where like shows start off with like only straight characters and then they add like maybe a gay character in this next season Mm-hmm. You know? The show
0: was like starting off really gay And then in season 2 they're like I don't know maybe Gene and Scott Should finally get together that is the pairing That is supposed to be the X-Men pairing So like they're finally interested in each other Now yeah and Taryn is also Interested in Scott as well so that's yeah, all that, very, I mean that was like that was straight. weird
1: I, I mean I don't have a problem with like straight people but like I was like <laughs> I definitely don't <laughs> want to watch You're Taryn, not
0: biased like... against straight people Yeah I, we d- I know but I just don't want to watch here.
1: Taryn rub her vagina against Scott Because I'm not here for you that know what? Sorry. We just don't
0: want to see it we feel like it should be private Straight people should be keeping that but if in their it, homes. But if,
1: but if it's gay, you should be doing it out in the streets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't mean any of that. I uh, We're anyway.
0: kidding. We're kidding around. It's just I, if somebody,
1: would it be funny if somebody listened to this and was like, I think Maddie and Ryan are serious about literally everything they We're say. We're straight
0: phobic. You know what? Nobody's listening to this show and like is even capable of thinking that because we've alienated our, all straight people. <laughs> no okay. one straight listens to the show. Just kidding. If you're straight and you like the show, you can write wonderful. into us. Actually. I'm glad we've managed to be inclusive enough to allow straight listeners to get something out of the show. What is happening? Um, you can write in. Yeah. Well, let's do plugs. Why not? We can do plugs. Um, you can write into us at the mutantages at gmail.com. You can head over to mutantages.com, which I'm typing into my address bar right now. So I can remember all these things. Yeah, uh, and you can call our voicemail at 1508-319-1668. You can join our Discord and hang out with other Mutant Ages fans, pals, friends of the show, and you can also send us physical mail if you want yeah, to. Yeah,
1: we love that. We have a couple things we got to open up.
0: That's right. And that address is PO Box 3344 in Natick, Massachusetts 01760. And um when we open those things up, where Will that content be Ryan?
1: Well, it appears on this magical little place called Mojo tube, also known <laughs> as YouTube. And on YouTube, cool. we post our unboxings. We are playing through every X-Men video game. We sometimes post videos of us as the X-Men. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do other weird shit that we feel like doing that also falls on brand for Ryan and Maddie. It's all there. <laughs> sometimes it's we match up this show with the actual show. Yep. It's interesting. So, I say check it out, and you could check out my personal vlog, which is just Ryan Pagella. And if you Google that, you get a, or Google that. If you YouTube that, you get all sorts of fun videos of me going on adventures, which I, mean, I am actually successfully doing it. right now. I I have a whole bunch of stuff going up. Like I went to a sculpture park. We had a quarantine pizza party. I went to Round One, which is closing in Taunton, Massachusetts. So you know, R.I.P.
0: Pre R.I.P. But you know, just
1: yeah, R.I.P the rad one but rp ryan Pagella is here so
0: <laughs> oh my god okay cool 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 so then there's also social media the mutant ages can be found everywhere on the internet facebook twitter pinterest tumblr instagram the list goes on but also we're individually on twitter i am at Midi myers
1: i'm at ryan Pagella on twitter and at Ryan.pagella on instagram
0: sweet um and then there's money patreon what if someone were to have some money and they wanted to give it to us? Well, they could go to patreon.com/slash the Mutant ages.
1: That would be very helpful for those of us who are having trouble working in the pandemic, but also don't feel guilt like you know, guilty for not being able to donate. Yeah, if
0: you, if that's you as well, like if you don't, if you're underemployed during the pandemic, please save your money. But. If you're one of those people who's actually saving money during the pandemic because you're not going out, you're not really spending it, and you want to spend it on us. And you have a
1: job still. You yeah, you have a job
0: still. I mean, that describes some people during the pandemic. Um, you could go to patreon.com slash themutantages. You could back at a really low level if you if you want to. But the higher up you go, the more rewards you get, including bonus episodes of the show, copies of my songs, etc., etc. And the highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show.
1: They sure do. Uh, I don't even know if there's a good voice I could do for Arcade. Be like, all right, it's me, Arcade, Mr. whatever the (laughs) fuck my name is on the show. And I'm here to put you players into this video game. So shout out to Zach S, Samuel B, Soren B, because I'm going to beat you all in this multiplayer game.
0: you noobs are gonna get pwned yeah maybe maddie should have done this one if that because was how he talked like what if he used a bunch of gamer slang from like the 2000s and like elite speaking shit
1: that would have been really funny i would have appreciated that for this show specifically because of the time period. i would have
0: loved that anyway so if you can't
1: yeah. if you can't do that you can also leave us a review on whatever you listen to this show on itunes i don't know whatever you can actually go on facebook <laughs> If you don't want to leave a yep. review you can leave a star rating and there's also another way you can support us and how is that maddie well
0: you could go to the store is that what you want me to say yeah the store okay look, Thanks. look i don't know my brain doesn't work anymore okay so you can go to the store so we have a teespring store kind of a long link but um if you want to find it more easily it's it's in, on the sidebar at mutantages.com. you can find the link to our teespring and we have the logo on a bunch of different stuff like phone cases and totes and shirts and so on but we also have a design of Bishop saying time travel is real so you could get because a shirt is. or a tote or a mask that says that on there and it's really good
1: treat yourself this January I mean you you spent you, uh, supposedly I would assume you spent December <laughs> treating other people so treat, yeah, yourself.
0: treat yourself get yourself a time travel is real shirt so that other people can look at it and be like what does that mean and you can be like it's from a podcast and then they'll be like oh
1: it'd be funny if they just were like I don't know anyway so, the next episode <laughs> where we're watching next week is Beast of Bayville. If you can imagine yes, what that it's gonna means. it's going to be a
0: Beast episode. I'm so pumped. I love Beast.
1: Beast is going to show up and he's going to jerk Wolverine off with his feet. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Uh, see you next time. Logan, don't actually do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Logan, don't cheat on Ryan.
1: No, I mean, he, he, if you want to bring Beast over and it's like a... Threesome thing. Well, oh, that, it's that's like fine. a
0: threesome. It's like all above board. Yeah. That's fine. But you know, you got to communicate with your partner about that kind of shit right. before you do it.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, have fun with that, I guess. See you next See time. See you next time. Bye.